Hello everyone, I'm Frank Rock and welcome to this special episode of the From the Hack podcast on Championship Sunday at the 2021 Tim Hortons Briar. My guest today is Pat Simmons, who was the winning skip the last time the Briar was held in Calgary in 2015. Pat and I discussed the addition of John Morris to the team that year. We talk about how he and John changed positions mid-Briar, and Pat also takes us back to that Briar winning draw that won him and his team their second consecutive Briar title. So, Pat, you skipped the winning team the last time the Briar was held in Calgary. But before getting to the 2015 Briar, I want to take you back to the previous offseason. You were coming off your first career Briar as the third for Kevin Cooey, who then left to create the team that would eventually represent Canada at the 2018 Olympics. Can you take us back to the summer of 2014 and walk us through the addition of John Morris and your team's approach to the 2014-2015 season? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, obviously uh, that's... You know, then uh, the the off season there, we brought John on board, John Morris on board for for the following year. Didn't have a lot of commitment as far as uh, playing a lot that next year. Um, you know, obviously we were we knew we were going back to the Briar as Team Canada, kind of the first go around of that from the Briar standpoint. So we you know played in a few events, but not really much actually with our whole team. Carter didn't play much at all. I think he played the you know the Canada Cup and and um the skins game and the continental cup and that was maybe that was maybe it in the lead up so uh yeah we didn't we didn't play much that next year but that was kind of the lead up uh you know going into calgary for sure your team arrived in calgary and you certainly didn't get off to the start that you would have wanted with johnny mo throwing skip rocks and you throwing third tell me a little bit about the start of that week for your team yeah, no, de- definitely not an ideal start. I think we won our first game. We played, I remember we played Manitoba, um, our first game, Reed Carruthers, uh, and we did win that one. And it was kind of funny. It, it really mirrored a lot of, you know, the events that we did play throughout the year, you know, and that, was, that wasn't many. That was only a few slams and things like that, but it really mirrored them where we seemed to get off to a, you know, a good first game kind of start and, and, and falter quickly thereafter. So, and the Briar was the same. It was really the same situation. We, uh, we won the first game and, and uh, lost a few and I think maybe won another one and lost another one or whatever. So not, not an ideal start, you know, when you get three losses in the first couple of days, it's, uh, it's an uphill battle to say the least in those week long uh, events when really you can't afford any more losses at that point. So um, definitely not an ideal uh, way to start it off for sure. So as John Morris tells the story, uh, Pat, he was riding back from the arena one day uh, during the uh, 2015 Briar, I believe after the second or third day. And he was chatting with his dad when he first brought up the idea of you moving up to skip and him taking your spot at third. Were you in the vehicle for that conversation? And also, is it true that you told him that you would only take up the skip role if you also had control of calling the game? Or is that just part of the urban legend that has now grown around your team's performance at the 2015 Briar? For sure. No, definitely not in the vehicle there. Probably in the other one, I guess, heading back. So yeah, the first the first kind of I'd got wind of that was we we had kind of nightly meetings, obviously, kind of close out the day and, and get ready for the next day or whatever. So it was uh yeah, I mean we were all 
disappointed that night, uh, you know, obviously with the start and, and how things were going and, and, you know, we had just gotten off the ice, lost a pretty bad game to Saskatchewan, um, you know, that evening or whatever. So yeah, not, not feeling the best. That's for sure. Um, that conversation with, uh, with John and Earl would have happened, uh, with them in, in their vehicle heading back and, and, um, kind of the first, anything was brought up about uh, any sort of changing whatsoever or whatnot was, was in our meeting that night. Now, Pat, is that, is that decision, the one about you taking over a skip, is that a decision you had to sleep on that night? Or was it one of those things where, you know, you were going to do whatever was needed to help try and turn the corner with your team in the hope of defending that Briar championship you had won in 2014? I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, I think, I mean, John's a, John's the ultimate competitor, right. And, and, you know, he'll, uh, as, as is proof with, with this, uh, you know, he's, he's willing to do whatever, whatever it takes to, to, uh, you know, give us the chance to win basically. Right. And, and, uh, and this was no exception as well. And, and, you know, I, yeah, the conversation was, I mean, and something had to change. I mean, something had to happen and, and, you know, everything that was discussed was exactly right. Um, you know, we weren't, we didn't have a chance the way things were going. We didn't have a chance that week. So, um, and, and definitely true as well. I, I, um, at that point I wasn't interested in, in, you know, throwing skip rocks uh, only. Um, it had to be kind of all or nothing for me just because I think we needed that much of a shakeup. You know, I think it had to be, you know, a different outlook and a different uh, setup all, all together. And, and was, I sh- was I sure how it would go? Not at all. Um, you know, I hadn't really skipped. Well, I hadn't skipped, you know, competitively since 20, you know, 2010-ish or so. So, you know, that's a number of years, obviously. Um, you know, the one the one thing that was interesting, I, I think not too many people know about, though, was earlier, just a couple months earlier, still in Calgary, we played the Continental Cup, actually, in the, in the building that they'll be playing, you know, that they're playing all these bubble events in. And uh, I, uh, it's, it's funny because, uh, you know, I think about that a little bit just from the simple fact that um, on the last day, our team got split up to play um, mixed skins games. And I actually got to skip that game. Um, and of course, John skipped the other side of it. But, um, you know, I remember going out there and, and, you know, it's a little different atmosphere, although you still want to win because you're kind of playing for your whole team. And so there's, there's still a high level of competitiveness, but uh, playing well and having fun and, and uh, you know, enjoying it. And we put on a bit of a show. And I think, you know, I, I often wonder if any of this would have happened without that, uh, that moment happening as well. It, it certainly proved that, you know, if we did, if we did make this switch, I guess that it, uh, you know, things were possible and, and you'd have to ask John on that front. But, um, you know, I, I often wonder if that wasn't, uh, you know, part of the reason that we we got to this point or that, that this was brought up as well in the first place. But uh, that's, you know, long and short of it. I mean, there were, there were more discussion to be had, but the long and short of it, that's what's happened. And, and uh, you know, the next day you get up and, and, you know, we we played the morning game that that next day and uh yeah it was just trying to remember you know some of the simple stuff for the first few ends you know what to do and and uh you know the little the little intricacies of ice in your guys and and uh 
you know, calling the line again and things and, and whatnot. And, and uh, you know, the really, uh, the really impressive part of all that was that they, you know, there was no point in time, even in that very first game the next day, that I would say from me looking towards them that it looked like we hadn't done that forever. Um, it was really impressive. They, they just carried on. And, of course, John, you know, I think was – was uh you know comfortable in his in his spot maybe you know have having played third for so long and being so good at the communication back and forth from that position you know he was he felt like he was at home or sure looked like he was at home as well and and uh you know once we got that first game under our belt um we just we just carried on so you went five and one in your remaining round robin games after taking over the skip position to reach the three four game where you beat Saskatchewan. Then you came from behind by scoring three points in the tenth uh, to uh, beat Newfoundland and Labrador's Brad Gushu in the semifinal. By that point, did you feel like you were in complete control of your destiny, Pat, and that your team had fully recovered the mojo that it had lost early on in the week? Uh, you know, I just were playing well, right? Um, you know, I was I was throwing really well you know, from probably December of that year all the way through. Um, and I think it was just the, the, you know, what we needed that week really, because what that the throwing part and, and the, you know, the ability to make shots wasn't the issue. It was just kind of a, a little buildup of confidence that we needed, which we had never gotten. We didn't even have time to get throughout that entire season, to be honest. We, did, we didn't really play enough uh, to, um, you know, so... Um, so that's, you know, that's really what we needed at that point. Um, you know, the, the shot making was there and, and we weren't, you know, that part wasn't a concern. You know, obviously when you get down to those last few games against teams that are playing really well, you can play really well too and still not win. But, um, but that part wasn't ever going to be an issue that week. It was just making sure that in the very, very short time that we had in that week that uh, our confidence level and, and communication could get to a point where we could handle that really tough or pressured situation um, at the end, uh, which it obviously did. The championship final that year, Pat, was kind of a tale of two halves. Uh, the first half of the game was a pitcher's duel, and you fell behind 2 nothing to Team Jacobs of Northern Ontario at the fifth end break. The game opened up a little bit in the second half, and it was tied 5-5 going into the 10th. On your last shot, you were left with a delicate draw to the button. Take me through that last shot, the Briar winning shot. Well, before the end, I, I, you know, we just had a just a real brief little chat, and, and I, you know, basically told the guys at that point that was kind of the shot. If, if, if I had a draw, that was the spot we wanted um, and kind of played it that way accordingly. You know, we kind of played, you know, the little tick on Nolan's uh, to open up that side a little bit. And, and uh, we just kind of just did enough and, and played the end accordingly for that really. Um, you know, so that was, that was very much uh we want that we're going to play, you know, the first little part of the end to, to hopefully have that. And, and we ended up having it and, and yeah, I had, I had, I mean, the ice that week was just fantastic. It was, it was perfect all week, you know, that game in particular, it had held up really well as well. Um, I'd had that shot just a, a few ends earlier and just was comfortable with it. Um, you know, kind of knew at that point uh, of the, of the game, you know, about what I needed. And, and I guess at that point of my career, I knew 
you know, how to adjust for, for that moment uh, and what that felt like and, and all those little things that go into that shot. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, no, it was, it, it happened quick. You know, I, it was, it was kind of planned. So if you watch that back, you'll, you'll see that by the time they kind of pan to the house, I'm not even there anymore and I'm halfway down and it just was, it was just happening just because it was, it was kind of already planned that way. Kyle, I've always been interested in the mental side of moments like that. I realize that elite curlers are trained to stick with the process and the routine, be laser-focused on the task at hand, and work your way through your usual pre-shot preparation. That said, is there a second or two in there where you caught yourself thinking, oh, crap, if I make this shot, we win the briar, but if I miss this shot, we lose the briar? Yeah, you know what? I I think I, I, I've had that thought a whole bunch of other times before that moment, that's for sure, right? But... Um, yeah, at that point in time, it was, you know, you get to that point, you you obviously have to have been dialed in uh, to even, you know, reach that opportunity, obviously, right? And, and you know, that week was no exception for me. And, and so, you know, yeah, it was, it was really uh, the same routine. And, and, you know, having that, you know, those good kind of, whether it be your routine or whatever you want to call it, but, uh, you know, you really lean on those in those moments. I think that's why it's so important is, is you, you, as an athlete, you really, we're we're human too. So yeah, you, you do know the gravity of the situation, but you can lean on that, uh, really heavily those, those moments and those times and, and your, your consistency with what you do and so on and so forth. So that's, that's certainly what I did. And my biggest thought was kind of the last thought in my mind uh, was, you know, how much I kind of wanted to see those guys sweep it. Um, And that was my kind of last reminder of, you know, exactly how hard I wanted to throw it. And, and, you know, it gave me the range of what I thought I needed to give to them so that it was kind of in their hands at that point. Right. So yeah, that was, you know, that was it. It, it wasn't, uh, although there's so much different when you're sitting in the hack for that shot, um, you know, I guess because of all the all the previous hard losses and, and you know, all the experience and all the games and, and practices, you know, uh, you know, pretending you're throwing that shot, um, you know, kind of come to fruition at that moment. And finally, Pat, do you get goosebumps when you see that shot on TV nowadays? Uh, does it take you back to that moment? Yeah, I, I honestly haven't watched it that many times to be to be quite honest. But uh, just it brings back memory, like the the small snippets of memories of you know what you know what that end felt like, and and yeah, those those little thoughts in the hack, and and you know just don't, there's you know there's always that little bit of white noise and a few things kind of happening in the building that you you block out but still get in through, to, and you can hear and things like that, and and. And and then also just the thought of after it was gone and, and kind of, you know, watching the guys, you know, on and off and things like that. So, yeah, it just brings back memories. I mean, it's, uh, you know, obviously it was a it was a neat moment. It's it's it was a different way to win. Right. I mean, just how it how it happened and how the week happened for us um, was unique for sure. And, and, you know, obviously probably entertaining for just because of the fact that it was different, right? So, yeah, it just brings back those memories for sure. And that does it for this special episode of the From the Hack podcast. Join us in a few days for our recap of the 2021 Tim Hortons Briar.